You're listening to a 1FM podcast. I've got Steve on the line. How is it going, Steve? Yeah, it's not bad, mate. Not bad. We're going along all right. I think you're getting a bit of a, the pitter-patter of rain up in Shepparton, and we're, we're getting the same pitter-patter down here too in Northcote. I think it's going to be statewide, so let's hope we don't get any flood. I know. It's, it's Wednesday here, and it's been raining all day, pretty steady all day, just about. So it's not overly heavy right now, but it's, it's steady. But I just went past the river, and it's up a bit, so... Hopefully, by the time we go to air on Monday, we're not uh, flooded. That's the main thing. Well, I hope you'll be able to record the program, Josh, and put it to air. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I might be stuck at home. Anyway, uh, how's your week been? Yeah, going all right. As I mentioned to you uh, off air, I've read an autobiography about Michael Caine and a very interesting book, and he's still with us and still going along all right. And supposedly, from your information, he's making a new film at, at the moment. Yeah, come up on Facebook somewhere he's filming a movie he's in a wheelchair and looking frail but i think that's the character not so much him oh yeah. well, i hope that's correct yeah well he's the cameras are rolling on him so i think he's still going oh uh, well let's, let's let's hope that this one will be uh, another good one he's been very long lasting and he's coming up 90 at the end of this year so that's a pretty good effort it is yeah great actor as well but take it we're not talking about michael kane though no uh, we're not talking about michael kane now we're talking about somebody that Perhaps even people older than myself, and there are such people around, would probably know this particular gentleman, Jimmy Rogers. Oh, yeah, I think I've vaguely heard of him. That's about all I can say. In other words, you haven't. (laughs) Not really, no. The name sort of rings a bell, but I can't tell you any of his songs. I think if I mention a couple of songs later on, you might recognise the name. The the other interesting thing about this particular gentleman, Jimmy Rogers, is there was a fellow back in the late 20s and early, 30s who had the same name, same spelling. His name was Jimmy Rogers, as, as you would understand, and he was supposedly the father of country music. The interesting thing about this was that he was only 35, 36 when he died, and that was four months before the Jimmy Rogers that I'm talking about was born. So there you go. Yeah, I think that sort of rings a bell. I, I don't know. People talk about the other one. I'm not sure. I'd better not comment because I'm. I don't know. I'm gone. Oh, that's fine. So let's hope that you'll know him as well as most other people by the end of it. He's born James Frederick Rogers on September the 18th, 1933, in a place called Camas, or Camas, C-A-M-A-S, Washington. And he was the second son of Archie and Mary Rogers. Taught music by his mother, who was a piano teacher, and learned to play piano and guitar, and entertained at a, at a Christmas show when he was only five years old, so he got off to a pretty early start. After completing his education, he worked in a paper mill and was still unsure about what sort of career he wanted to pursue. Then drafted into the US Air Force and served in the Korean War. This would have been the early 50s. During that time, he joined a group called the Melodies, after which he was transferred to Nashville from 1954 to and not 1956. And he first heard the song that would be his first hit, which is called Honeycomb. Now, he was a contestant on a gentleman by the name of Arthur Godfrey's talent show on CBS. This fellow, Arthur Godfrey, he was a, an American broadcaster and entertainer in the mid to early 1950s. Rogers actually won $700 on that show, which back then probably was worth a fair bit, I would have thought. 
And now he's then signed by Roulette Records, and in 1957 he recorded his own version of Honeycomb. And this became his biggest hit, actually, and topped the charts for four weeks, sold over a million copies, and earned gold disc status, and the song actually reached number 30 in the UK also. Now, I'll give you a bit of a discography of Jimmy's songs now. I think that might be appropriate. He then had 1957, Kisses Sweeter Than Mine, and now this was number seven in the US, and that was a million copies seller and a gold disc also, as well as his next song, 1958, which was Oh Oh, I'm Falling In Love Again, and it charted at number seven. 1958, again, we have a song called Secretly, which was number three. Are You Really Mine, number 10, Bim Bombay, charted at 11. And in 1959, there's quite a few here, I must admit, Tukum Carey, which is number 32. And would you believe a version of Walsing Matilda? I'll give you a little bit of information about that later on. <laughs> it charted at 41, Just a Closer Walk with D, 44. And then there's a bit of a gap here. I think there are other songs in between 59 and 62 which weren't as successful. 1962, we had English Country. Garden, which has actually reached number five in the UK. And then the 1964, The World I Used to Know was number 51, and Some Place Green, and the song called Strangers. Uh, I didn't get new charting information on those two songs. Now, I've put here that they, the above are the songs that are the best known to me. There were other songs there which were either only moderate successes or failed to chart. Now, the interesting story about his version of Walsing Matilda, and Josh, you'll be interested in this, is that it was... Can I guess? Can I guess? Was it on the beach? Yeah, very good, OK. Uh, I've seen, yeah. I can't get in, can I? I can't get in. Well, no, that's good, because that's about the only song of, of ease I've recognised so far, so you have got me, but I had a feeling when you said Waltzing Matilda, it reminded me of On the Beach. Oh, you are correct, and I've put that, most people know about On the Beach, it was set in Australia, it was set in actually in Melbourne, I think. Yes. And it was starred Gregory Peck, Ava Gardner, Fred Astaire and Anthony Perkins, and I think that the, the main thing I remember about that movie is that there was a comment made by I don't know one of the actors may have made a- a comment Ava Gardner that, um, she said it was about the end of the world she thought it was fairly appropriate that it was in Melbourne <laughs> yeah she didn't like Melbourne very much I wasn't sure which actor or actress it was but thanks for telling me I knew there was somebody that no it was, it was definitely Ava Gardner who said that yeah well I'm sure that endeared her to a lot of people anyway. yeah I don't think she hung around Australia much after that and then she came back <laughs> <laughs> Now, Honeycomb actually earned him appearances on shows hosted by Jack Benny and another one with Paddy Page, who was a good singer back in those days. And one of several of his appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show, which was on the 8th of September 1957, was supposedly viewed by over 48 million people, which is a big number now, but I dare say it was enormous back then. 1958, here's another movie uh, one for you, Josh. I don't know whether you'll know this one. He sang the opening theme of the movie, The Long Hot Summer. Oh, I think, was that Elizabeth Taylor? No, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, of course. Oh, yeah, they were married, weren't they? That's right. Uh, Orson Welles and Lee Remick. Ah, I haven't seen uh, it, but it sounds good. Yeah, well, I, have, I can't, and I haven't put the plot down because I thought you'd know it, so you've let me down. No, you haven't. No, that's all right. I, I know, um, I, yeah, I know of it. There was an, you know, I'm thinking of the other, there's Elizabeth Taylor one, sort of a similar name, but I can't, I can't remember. Right. Now, he, he hosted his own short-lived radio show, a variety show on NBC in 1959. It didn't actually last long. And then there were two other movies which he appeared in, and they were called The Little Shepherd of Kingdom Come, which was 1961, 
and backdoor to hell 1964, which actually featured Jack Nicholson, the second one. But these were evidently B-grade flicks, and I didn't put any information in about them. Now, after several years in the wilderness, a song called It's Over reached number 37 in the US in 1966. And in 1967, he changed record labels to A&M, recording a song called Child of Play, which wasn't a bad song. I actually played it on YouTube. Not a bad little song. That was number 31 in the US, and that was his last top 100 single. The most interesting story about Jimmy Rogers, and people who have read his biography or know a bit about him would, would relate to this story. In 1967, he was involved in a car accident near the San Diego freeway, and he suffered traumatic head injuries, but the circumstances surrounding the accident make a very interesting reading, and the versions of it vary markedly, and depending on your point of view, you can believe who you want. Now, in this accident, he suffered a fractured skull and had various surgeries, and now he was either beaten up by unknown assailants or he had fallen and hit his head, placed in his car unconscious by three police officers who then left the scene. Very briefly, and I'm very much cutting a long story short here, he then filed an $11 million lawsuit against the city of LA, claiming that the three police officers actually beat him up. A counterclaim was filed for $13 million against Rogers for slander by the LA Council. Neither of these suits came to trial, as it turned out, and Rogers ended up accepting a $200,000 settlement from the LA City Council. I suggest that the readers read Wikipedia or other sources for more info. There may have well been some mafia involvement in this too. So it's quite an interesting story and no one really knows what what the real story was. Now, after that, his voice was still heard in jingles in the 70s. And one was for SpaghettiOs, which was based loosely on Oh, Oh, I'm Falling in Love Again and Honeycomb Breakfast Cereal. So both of those following the, uh, the songs of the same name. Now he sang a song called Half Sung Song in the 1977 comedy film The Billion Dollar Hobo. Okay. Starring Tim Conway. Are you familiar with that one, Josh? Uh, I know who Tim Conway is, but not that movie. No, okay, all right. It wasn't until the early 80s that he actually began to appear in live performances again, including one in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in late 1983. He appeared in a 1999 video called uh, Rock and Roll Graffiti, and he actually sang Honeycomb in that particular video. He returned to his hometown, Camus, or Camus, in 2011 and 2012, and he performed to sell-out crowds. And in 2013, they actually named a street after him. So I don't know what the recognition for having a street named after you actually means, Joyce. I suppose it means you're fairly famous in that particular area, which is pretty good, I suppose. Now, he got married three times, had five children. Unfortunately, he passed away from kidney disease, possibly had COVID symptoms back in on January 18, 2021. So he, we shouldn't be too sad because he was 87. But he's also that suffered from something called spasmodic dysphonia. And I'm not sure I pronounced that correctly. And that, that, that didn't allow him to sing, but evidently this was caused by the actual bashing that occurred or, what, or whatever did occur back in 1967. So that's basically Jimmy Rogers' story. I thought it was quite an interesting one, especially the part about the bashing and all that sort of stuff. I don't think people, many of us really know what the full story is. And Josh, I'm going to ask for the first one. I could pick about, a, there's about 10 or 12 songs I actually picked, which I actually like. So I'm going to go for Oh Oh, I'm Falling in Love Again to start. Off with thanks. Okay, here it is. Oh, oh, I'm falling in love again.
Yeah, nice voice and a bit of a mystery, this guy. Yeah, what happened to him? Yeah, it was a very strange story. Quite a few different versions. I read quite a few little bits and pieces in different newspapers. At the time, I went back and had a look, so not quite sure who to believe or what the real story was. But anyway, I think neither party believed the other. I think the out-of-court settlement was probably the best way to, to sort it all out. Now, yeah. the other songs that I've selected, Josh, Bim Bombay. <laughs> cool title. Yeah, Tucum Carey. Now, I gave these to you earlier, and I hadn't heard of Tucum Carey, but it's actually down near Mexico, from what I can gather. Oh. And, well, Sick Honey came in, because I think that's a song that most people would know. And I think on one of our shows that we've done together, I might have requested this song for my Fear Departed Mum, and I think I might include it again if you've got time to put it in. Deep Purple, thanks, from one of his albums. Yeah, you did. It's in my music section, and I don't know it, so it must have been for you, but if you ever throw that one in on an album of the same name, actually, in 1964 or 65. Yep. So, can I just tell a little story about my mum in relation to this? Because my mum had two favourite songs one was Deep Purple, and the other one was called Stardust. Now, the older ones amongst us would know those two songs. And my mum was actually appeared on a TV show back in 1962, which was called Make My Music. And you had to guess the words of the, they put a song up at the top on the screen, and you had to guess what the missing words were. It turned out that my mum appeared on the show and the song that came up was Stardust. So she actually won the prize back then. I definitely cannot remember how much it was, but that was a fair bit. It kept her going for a while and oh, so she was a celebrity for a very short time. That's really cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Do you have footage of it? It'll be great to see. No footage available of that particular series of shows, unfortunately, anymore. I remember staying home from school one day to actually watch it because they told us when she was going to appear which is going to be on so I stayed home from school and watched this show with her so that was quite exciting yeah. I think I was about to... Well, I was about 12 at the time, so that was something interesting for to happen back then. Josh, that, that was a little sideline. <laughs> my dad tells a similar story about my family. Do you remember, was it Happy Hammond show or something? Yeah, that would have been a happy show, yep. Yeah, in few of my aunties and uncles younger than my dad, my dad's the eldest were on the show, and they were in the front row or something, and my dad got back from work, or he might have been in high school or something, he rushed back to watch them, and uh, Happy Hammond was interviewing them in the crowd, and three of them sitting there <laughs> they were all starstruck they were struck dumb they couldn't say anything and my dad yeah my dad and my granddad were sitting at home watching it laughing their heads off at them but yeah I was just looking it up to when this particular show that my mum was on was it was on at 2.30 in the afternoon and the happy show came on at I think 5 to 5 yeah and that was after the leading to the news at 6 o'clock okay <laughs> yeah well okay, my, thanks, my auntie Katrina's watching I think she was one of them so I'm sure she remembers that yeah I don't want to reminisce too much but definitely watched all those shows when I should have been doing homework but don't tell anybody that would yeah. you yeah no <laughs> that's alright but anyway thanks Steve and uh, yeah another artist you've got me I, I didn't know him but I knew about On The Beach I'll say that yeah that was a very interesting show well thanks to you Josh and hope the listeners enjoyed that one and as I always say good health and let's hope that everybody stays in good condition and we'll speak to you again next Next week. Yeah, take care. All the best. See you, Thanks, Steve. Mate. Catch you. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.